So what did you want to talk about tonight? I totally forgot. Doctor's appointment. Well, doctor's visits. I have already built up several stories and experiences that I thought were either entertaining or strange and sexist as well. Uh, from uh, in just 16 months of my young daughter's life. Yeah, doctor's visits are kind of, uh, they're their own beast. And you kind of learn something different each time you go around this. And since I'm, you know, on the third round, the third go around, it's uh, it's very interesting. And there are things that you pick up that you're like, oh, I should have asked this, you know, when the first one was born. Or, oh, yeah. I no, I'm never going to do this again. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. You also find out which doctors you like. Exactly. Yeah. Find out like the childhood doctor that, you know, gave me physicals when I was a kid and was still practicing when my first was born was a really good doctor. And there was a reason he was a really good doctor. And there was a reason everyone took their kids to him because he was a good doctor. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm assuming you had a a less than stellar experience or a meaningful experience recently, going back to the recency bias on topics. Uh, yes. Well, Mira had Mira had roseola. Uh, so I took her into the doctor because she had a temperature of 104, uh, which I was always told was like, take your child to the ER kind of temperature. And when we called the hospital, they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's 106. Which, oh, you're not there yet, honey. Oh, yeah, no. exactly. You still got two whole percentage points to go. Or degrees. Two yeah, whole degrees. Yeah. <laughs> nice math. Well, I was so caught up in the Rotten Tomato scores that that's all I could think about. Just percentages. Nothing but percentages. Um, so I took her in to the doctor. Uh, and not, not her regular doctor. We have seen this doctor once before uh, in a pinch when Mira had one of her other... 75 fevers that she's had and uh he was good that time but this time it started off a little a little strange like he was he first first off he says yeah i think it's been over a year since we last saw you but his patient is 16 months old and the last time you saw her was four months ago yeah and you have that information in the chart and then, here's, here's the best part. He starts off by saying, okay, we're going to have to monitor for certain things, right? Uh, like with fever with fever in girls, it's usually one of two things. It's either something in the head or it's something down below. Uh, and by which he meant a urinary tract infection. That's like, you can just say urinary tract infection. Like, just say it. It's fine. I saw where this baby came from. I know what, I know what goes on. She's not going to care. I've, and I've seen this baby naked many times. I've changed so many diapers. Like, it's just, just, just say and She it. has peed on me. I, th- I think we're okay here. Peed, pooped, everything. Uh, and so I was like, okay, fine. All right, whatever. He's just using, like, euphemisms. And then he starts calling her he. Right after saying how with the girls... It's like this. And frankly, I don't care. Like, people call her, like, a little boy all the time, and I do not care. I could honestly care less about it. But when it's my doctor, or rather her doctor, and he's just been talking about how it could be a urinary tract infection because she's a girl, it was a little disconcerting to have him suddenly switch pronouns and start indicating that he thought she was a boy. Yeah, that that is concerning. Like you said, people are people, and that's fine. That's fine. But he's got a chart that has, you know, 
her name, the last time she was in, and the gender. So, yeah, I feel like you uh, you got a lot of indications that there's going to be a gender, and it's not going to change on you in the middle of the visit. No, she has not. She has not expressed to us a pronoun preference. So for the time being, we, we're sticking with she and uh, and her. Right. And it's a, just a little strange to mention that with girls, it's usually one thing or the other, and then immediately start calling her a boy. Uh, and and then he ended by calling her sport. How did she take to being called sport? Uh, well, she was just so incredibly. Her temperature was so incredibly high that all she could essentially do was lay on my chest and bake me as though I were in an oven. It's all about the heat transfer. You were there to be the heat sink. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and boy, did it work. Uh, you were sweating. And <laughs> the hospital did not have AC on, and it was uh, one of the first warmer-ish days. Uh, and the, the AC was not on at the hospital, so it was already about 75, 80 degrees in the room. And then she was just hugging me tightly with her head laying against my chest, just just passing all that energy onto me. It was great. So after doctor's visit, you are on your way and are reflecting on this and like, hmm, what uh, would I do different the next time? Well, I'd see a different doctor. <laughs> I had a choice. I had a choice. I chose poorly. Yeah, I had a choice. Uh, this doctor, I mean, I had to take her in for a doctor. She's had a fever of 104 for like four days, which is... I mean, she could get two more degrees before she had to go to the ER, though. You know, it sounded like you had some leeway. Yes, before she had to go to the ER. This is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, before she had to go to the ER, that's that's true. But then I feel like we would have probably started to panic a bit when Rosiola the rash started to break out, which is also largely indistinguishable from mumps. <laughs> Which she has, in fact, been vaccinated against. But that is not a guarantee that she is immune. Um, and so if we had waited, the rash would have broken out. We would have looked at her and gone, holy crap, she has mumps. And then we would have rushed her to the ER. So ultimately, this is the right decision. <laughs> but I, I would, you know, you got to choose. Like, I really like our regular doctor. She's great. Uh, but this doctor definitely mm, leaves something to be desired. He also uh, he also asked, he also has asked before. Oh no, Mar! Eh? My wife was there the last time, but this time he asked, "Where's mom?" And it was like at work, which is essentially the exact every time a nurse comes in to see me uh, when I have Mary, because I'm the one who takes you to the doctor. Every single time every time they ask me where mom is is that just because they they think that you're not responsible enough to make these decisions because i feel like if a mom walks in there with a child it's like oh that's that's fine but if a dad walks in there with a child with no other you know spouse other entity there it's like um where, where's mom are you okay or or they give you props too like you're doing such a good job it's like okay this is my child like which is wildly sexist yeah exactly like that's this is i guess the point that you're getting to right yeah um which is wildly sexist yeah wh why do we get flack for taking our kids in by ourselves yeah and why do we get extra praise just for taking care of a kid who frankly is like a baby on easy mode <laughs> like she is the tutorial version of baby 
<laughs> Not too difficult. Minor challenges here or there. And the, here's here's the best part. After one of the appointments, the nurse asked me, "Oh, would you like to schedule another appointment?" Oh, well, actually, you probably want to wait till mom because you don't know what her availability is. Wow, man, this doctor's office just did not even want you there. Like, please don't bring her in again. Just have mom bring her in. Yeah, and I was, I all I was just thinking was, why, why is this... did you give them like a bad Yelp review or something? Like, what did you do? Well, I didn't go on Yelp. Dear God, uh, no. Do I they have Yelp them... for doctors? They have to have Yelp for doctors. Yeah, it's called Yelp. Uh, <laughs> I guess Yelp I is for everything. But uh, it's not for specific doctors, though. No, but they also have like healthgrades.gov or whatever. <laughs> it's not .gov. <laughs> you wrote them a bad review. They saw it. They knew it was you. I think it's healthgrades.pizza. Yeah, it's definitely healthgrades.pizza. Dude, new TLDs, man. It's yeah. fantastic. You can get whatever you want. Ninja. Health. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah, and I did not write them a bad review, though. Not at all. Not at all. If anything, if anything, I am far more forgiving than my wife would be in these scenarios. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> like far more forgiving. Uh, you know, I. Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. It's tough to say. It kind of depends. Yeah, it depends. It depends on, it depends on the scenario. Yeah. Usually, the way it works out is I'm if I'm panicking about something, she doesn't think it's a big deal, and if she's panicking about something, I don't think it's a big deal. So there's always one of us who's got a level head. That's perfect. Yeah, it works out nicely. That's why they want to know where mom is. <laughs> like, where's the the other half to even this out? Let's let's. Uh... Oh oh oh. That reminds me, this last appointment, at the end of the appointment, the doctor said, you know, it's really great that you're not that nervous. And all that made me think was, should uh, I be? Should I be? (laughs) Should I be more nervous? Am I a bad father for not being nervous? Are most fathers nervous? I don't know what's going on. Like, why should I be nervous? It doesn't seem like a big deal. She seems fine. We give her acetaminophen or ibuprofen, and it lowers her fever, and everything's, like, everything's fine. Should I be worried? Oh my god, is she going to die? Like, I was just like, what's the worst thing to say? <sighs> this doctor was just firing on all cylinders. <laughs> it was great. Mm-hmm. Top quality. Oh, gosh. So, I also had a, a doctor's appointment not too long ago. Oh, yeah? For one of mine, uh, the middle one, which had to get some dental work done, and has needed to get dental work done for a couple months now, but due to an experience when getting a filling and accidentally feeling the drill at one point, Oh no. Turned her off from the whole thing. I mean, that's reasonable. I, yes, I understand too. Right. So it's like, you tell them, Hey, just raise your hand. They'll stop. It's like, no, they have all this stuff in there. It's going to take them a while to stop. And then I already feel it. It's like, okay, well, just let them know, like, last time I felt it, they'll make sure that you don't feel it. You know, they'll give you extra stuff to make sure you don't feel it. It will be fine. No, 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 no. It was you just, will, however, have to feel the shot. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, boy, you don't say those words. <laughs> you find an elegant, elegant way to move around <laughs> that. It's saying it without saying it, right? Uh, so, so anyway, it was... I went with her to, to one dentist and it was not a children's dentist. It was the dentist my wife goes to. And 
since she, my, my daughter just kind of refused to go in there. They're like, well, we're not going to force her to do anything. You should look at taking her to like a, a pediatric dentist. I was like, okay, fine. You know, we'll go back to a pediatric dentist. The reason we were going to the grown-up dentist was because we get free cleanings, you know, with our insurance and the children's cleanings don't get billed through the same way. So they end up costing money. So free is cheaper than paying. So we were trying going to try to go the free route. I mean, that is sound advice. So we, we go to the pediatric dentist and same thing. She just does not want to do it. There's like no way. So Alex takes her down, my wife. She takes her and it's just a constant battle. There, there's no way. So I was like, all right, well, this has to get done. I have to get her to do it. So we, we have to put her under for it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I get to be the one to take her to the appointment with, with the anesthesia and everything else. Uh, mainly because I'm the one who gets to hold her down. <laughs> right. Like I said, you're stronger. <laughs> yes. So, oh man. And like, I love my girls. I love them. And one, this one in the middle, she's just very, 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 very stubborn. Just so strong willed. Uh, once she puts her mind to something, it's yeah. I wonder where she gets that from. Yeah, I know, huh? It's not me. <laughs> I'm not stubborn. Am I stubborn? Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. Yeah. So she got like my stubbornness as well as my wife's stubbornness. So, like you said, you have some evening out going on. There's not that much of that with uh <laughs> on our side. But I, I don't. I wouldn't say it was a bad experience because everything was fine. I will say this. The doctors we dealt with, the dentists and the anesthesiologist, great, awesome, awesome people. Like they did a, a great job, very professional, very, you know, considerate, just knowing that it's a sensitive, you know, matter. And they treated it as such. The nurses, on the other hand, um, man, you could be sitting there talking to a doctor for a good five minutes and one nurse comes by and says two words. And then that just tore apart the entire foundation that you were building up. It's like, he was like, all right, yeah, so it's going to be really easy. We're going to go do this and this and this. And basically, you, you know, you're going to sit with dad and this is going to happen. And then you're going to wake up and it's going to be all done. And then you can go home. You can eat whatever you want. I know you're hungry because you haven't eaten since last night because we, you know, force you to starve, you know, just to make sure that everything <laughs> I, goes the right way. They usually phrase that differently, I think. Yes, they do. I'm just trying to add some humor into a not so humorous situation. Uh so they go through this whole thing, and then the nurses go, and like, oh, are you ready to go, you know, put the mask on? It's like, no, 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 no. Why? Why did you open your mouth, nurse? Like, you could have just sat there quiet the entire time, and it would have been fine. You had to open your mouth and say something, and my child understands this, and I was like, wait a minute. What did she say? Are you guys just trying to trick me into doing something I don't want to do? Did anybody attempt a Bane impression? Oh. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> exactly. It would be very painful. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they took the mask off, I'm saying. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. You you could have done it. You, you, I mean, that is a reasonable impression. <laughs> I don't think uh, the girls are into Batman as much as I am, so. I mean, they think you're Batman. <laughs> They do think that, and thank you for helping, you know, convince them that. I don't think your oldest bought it. Ah, uh, well, it's easy to fool her. <laughs> I'm like, how How do you know I'm not? And she's like, well, Dad, you can't be. I'm like, well, how do you know? She's like, because you're always here. I'm like, not at nighttime. 
And you're so centrally located for crime fighting. She's like, where do you park the Batmobile? I'm like, in the garage? Like, I don't see it. Like, it's camouflage. Obviously. It's like, it doesn't fit. I'm like, underground. <laughs> we, hung it, we hung it up from the ceiling with hooks we bought at Harbor Freight. <laughs> it's true. You've seen all my bikes. That's, that's my go-to, you know, kind of organizational method. Like, hmm, Harbor Freight hooks that are $3? I don't know. I might need to buy the $5 ones, the ones that are extra, extra heavy duty. <laughs> yeah, to hold up the Batmobile, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. But the, the whole dentist appointment went fine, and it was all over. And once it was done, I got to take her home and all that good stuff. But uh, I guess the takeaway from mine is like, once I have a child okay with something, I'm just going to tell nurses to just leave us alone, please. It's like, do you want to watch a movie? Just be quiet until we are done, and then I will talk to you. Let me know how much I owe. Are you talking to the nurse? You're <laughs> yes, asking exactly. the nurse if she wants to watch a movie? <laughs> Here, here's Coco. It's the highest rated movie from Pixar. It won a Disney bracket on my podcast. Yes, yes. I'm like, this This movie was rated very highly. We just talked about it not too long ago. Here, here's the name of the podcast. You yeah, should listen. You should really <laughs> like, like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. So much like you, you know, leaving a bad Yelp review. They listen to the podcast and be like, ah, oh, that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, 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 if you're really lucky, we'll refer to you as a friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friend of the pod. It was funny, too, because you mentioned, you know, should I put on a movie for them? Because they came out in children's dentist offices. They're very, very kid-friendly. I mean, they have a lot of flashy things and a lot of art and a lot of stuff to distract you from the fact that you're in like an actual like doctor's office. And so they had this giant TV and it was set up with an Apple TV and they go over there and they're trying to figure out how to use the Apple TV with the, uh, the Siri remote. So they're, they're kind of fumbling around like the touchpad, like, Oh, we're still getting used to this. I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, here, I will turn on a movie just so you go away. <laughs> Cause the longer you are out here, even the 10 seconds it's going to take you to, you know, fiddle with the remote to get over there is too long because you have already ruined ruined the beautiful platform the beautiful runway that we had to take off from and now there's a giant like flock of sheep in the middle of it and we can't take off until they get cleared off sheep well i was going to try to bring up like an analogy of someone having to come out and herd the sheep and the doctor being the one to herd the sheep off to clear the runway yeah yeah. so come on go with me like just trust me a little bit you know Uh, (laughs) but yeah it, it was it's all done it's over and now i just know that nurses just need to be quiet once we are all situated and everything's kind of calmed down. Cause they saw how worked up, you know, she was when she walked in. So, you know, they try to do that what they can to calm down. And then they see that, you know, it's fine when they leave, they leave, I get her to calm down. She and I are good. Like, all right, don't ruin a good thing. But no, then they come and they have to say something. It's like, ah, oh, you guys know your limits, you know, know your place. Just know, give me some space. Know your place. Mm, that must've been, yeah. I, I think there's a professional aspect to that too, right? You know, it's like a nurse knows when they can go in and make something better and they can make something worse. And when the child has like refused to interact with you at all, right? Why keep trying, right? I mean, why try to force something that's not going to naturally happen or that has only seemed to exacerbate the situation? So. And yet you're going to spend the next, you know, 15 years trying to relate to your teenage daughters. It's just not going to happen. I can try. Exactly. Same thought process. Same thing. 
I'll know my place. I'll know when it's like, all right, there's nothing I could say right now or do that will make this any better. They just need their space. And I get that. I understand that. But that was my doctor's visit. What about, um, what about shots? What about them? Uh, well, so when I took Mira in for her 12-month appointment, now mind you, she actually has yet to like associate the doctor's office with bad things. Because uh, she's been too young to remember. Uh, and she's getting into the phase now where she starts. But we've happened to have two doctor's appointments that are just examinations. Uh, so they're not, they're not like getting shots. But for her 12 months, uh, so there's six vaccines at 12 months. And the nurse who came in to give the shots had to, like instruct me on how to hold her uh, because babies reach for things often. <laughs> yes. And that's bad. Apparently. Uh, well, needles flying around. I, yeah. Yeah. So she like tells me, okay, what you need to do is you need to take her, take her arms, basically hold down her arms, but leave the, leave the top of the arm available. Right and expose one side of her thigh. So I'm like holding her on her side. She's squirming, of course, because she doesn't like being held and held like that. And I'm holding her and holding her and holding her, just trying to keep her in place. And babies are strong, man. Uh, and so it's like three shots real quick, two in the leg and one in the arm. And of course, now she's... <laughs> now she's really screaming. And then the nurse, and then the nurse tells me, okay, rotate her. So I have to turn her completely over to expose the other side, holding her arms and her legs in place as she gets her shots. And at the end, she's screaming, and I ask the nurse, like, I hope that you don't have to do this all day. And she says, ah, pretty much all I do is give vaccinations. And I've, I couldn't think of a worse job. I, like, like, I'm the person who gives kids shots. That's what I do. All day. Every day I go into work. And I just walk into a room after the doctor's visit. And I give shots. Kids love me. I, 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 I can't really believe that's not on a rotation or something like that. Like every nurse has to do shot duty once a week or something along those lines. Well, when they move to like all the vaccinations being like done by nurses, right? And even just if you're coming in to get vaccinations, like it just has to be a nurse's visit, right? Doctors even have to like show up. So I, I think, you know, that whole thing means the nurses are just, yep, this is what you get to do. But to your point, yes, it is not fun, right? You get to be the person that everyone d despises. But you can take that one of two ways. You can try to make the best of that situation every time by trying to win every kid over and then immediately ruin that newfound relationship by sticking them, <laughs> you know, four to six times, depending on, you know, when you're going. Perfect. Here's, here's a piece of candy. Shot, shot, shot. Yes, exactly. You want a sticker now? <laughs> yeah. How about a sticker? Oh, we'll get to the sticker thing. <laughs> oh, stickers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you can be the nurse who's just like, you know what? I'm no nonsense. I know this is my thing. This is my craft. And I'm going to make it as fast as possible. And that's what I want. And as a parent, that's what I want. Because I know it's going to happen. It just needs to get over with. The quicker it's done, the quicker it's over, and the quicker we get to move on with our lives. And kids, like you said, it's 
they're very focused on one thing on the here and now, right? So the more you build it up, the more it hasn't happened, the more that's all that they're thinking about. But as soon as it's over, it's like, hey, it's over. It's done. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, okay, cool. That wasn't that bad, right? But the more you build it up, the worse it gets. So mm, that's good to know. I, I'm, I'm very much a proponent of, hey, we're going to come in here. You know, even when, you know, your kids are a little bit older, I'm like, hey, so we're going to do something and we're only going to, you know, do twice. We're only going to stick you two times, but you're not even going to feel it. It's like, okay, you already told them that you're going to stick them, right? And they're not going to feel it. And then you say immediately after that, well, it's only going to hurt for a little bit. Here, do you want me to show you how it feels? Here, I'll show you. No, no. It's like, here, do you want me to show you how it feels as a trial run? And then we'll do the real thing. Like, why? Because in what scenario is that like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Or, oh, no, that hurt. Now I definitely don't want to do it. (laughs) There's such a small, small percentage chance that that's going to go the way that you want to. That's going to be a better outcome than just getting the work done. Uh, So my my tip to nurses out there is just like, if that's what you're doing and you're giving shots, like, just tell the parents like, hey, hold it down. I'm going to go as fast as we can so we can get you guys out of here. Oh, awesome. Sweet. Let's do that. That's great. That is what this nurse did, which was really, really nice. Like she, she walked me through how to hold her, and then she said, oh, "I'm going to need you to rotate her in the middle. Let's get this, like, just let's get this done as fast as possible." Because it's not like the amount of pain increases with each shot. Really, it's just the same. Like she's already, it, she's already angry. So just, yeah, once you're worked up, it's like let's just get the rest done because it's not going to calm down. There's no need to like ramp back down, then ramp up again. Right, she's already screaming at the top of her lungs. There's no, like, she has nowhere to play in. She can't go up any further. <laughs> yeah. There's no wiggle room. We're already at an 11. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. She already goes to 11, and she's there. And there's, there's nothing you can, you can do about that. And then she calms down, and everything's fine, and she's happy again, and she forgets the whole thing ever happened. Apparently, because when we've gone to the doctor, she doesn't seem to remember it. Though at the one-year appointment, the doctor did say that she probably would start to remember it. But I haven't seen that happening yet. So we we did have to take my youngest in for shots not too long ago. And my youngest is five. So, I mean, that kind of tells you, like, she, she definitely has an association. She knows that, hey, if I go here, you know, it's likely that I'm going to probably get a shot at this point. So now it's like... Now you have that in there. And she's been really good about going in there. And, and and like just the first time we did it, you know, took her in there. And she had gotten shots, you know, when she was little and younger and everything. But these are the first ones where she's actually had to, you know, watch or she knew what was going to happen. So it was a much more, I guess, uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, a much more vivid experience for her. <laughs> a much more memorable experience. A vivid experience. So, That's a good way of putting yeah, it. Vivid. Uh so it's fresh in her mind. So the next time when she's like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, and immediately starts shutting down. So I was like, all right, well, the nurse is taking their sweet time, you know, getting everything ready, you know, trying to do the whole consoling thing. She's like, well, do you want stickers? Do you want stickers? So I'm like, she's like, here, I'll let you, you know, pick which sticker you want. You can look through all the stickers. And so then the nurse leaves to, you know, go get stuff ready while she's, you know, going to get draw, you know, the the syringes and everything like that. So I'm sitting there looking in this sticker box and the sticker box is the typical sticker box, right? You get the little, you know, one and a half by one and a half stickers of insert name of Disney movie here. Right. Uh, No Pixar. Oh no, they did have Pixar. They had cars, uh, some cars, three stickers in there and uh, star Wars and dinosaurs. So uh, 
Uh, my youngest loves dinosaurs. Star Wars is also Disney, so there you go. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so they, they must throw those in there now with the when you order the Disney sticker dental pack. <laughs> the Disney sticker doctor pack, right? And it just comes with giant rolls of these stickers. I just figured out the worst children's movie to put on in a dentist's office. I figured it out. I was trying to think of it the whole time that you were like, I was just like, there's, there's, a, there's a movie that has a terrible dentist scene. Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is not, hopefully they did not put that on. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, right. Let's just watch Finding Nemo. I think I have seen that on in a doctor's office too, you know, or I, specifically a dentist's office. It's because, you know, it, they're like, oh, there's a dentist in there. So, yeah, let's put that on. That's relatable. Uh, yeah. I see what you're trying to do there, but I don't think that's going to do what you think you <laughs> I think you wanted to. Uh, so, anyway, I have this sticker box, and I have it there. So, I'm like, hey, do you want this sticker? She's like, no, I don't want a sticker. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take this sticker. So, I put that sticker in my pocket. And I'm looking at the other stickers. I'm like, do you want this sticker? She's like, no. I'm like, well, I'm going to take this one, too, and I'm going to put it in my pocket. And she's kind of looking at me kind of funny now, and I'm like, do you want this sticker? And I'm like, I'll get more. It's okay. And she's like, yeah. So then I take that sticker. I'm like, what about this one? I don't think we have any of this one yet. <laughs> so I am rummaging through this box of stickers and taking literally every sticker, every different sticker that's in there. I want one of each. You're that's the reason my goal. that healthcare is expensive in the United States. <laughs> because I stole all this <laughs> stickers the stickers from Disney. I guess they are Disney stickers. They have a premium price tag. Yeah, you got to pay those royalties. I mean, there's probably a few cents per sticker. <laughs> He's licensing fees, you know, it's expensive to license Disney, you know, intellectual property. So anyway, so I'm going through and getting all these stickers, right? Just as this is happening and slowly she's getting a smile on her face because dad's pocket is now full of stickers. And I'm like, shh, don't tell her. Don't tell her we took the stickers. It's a secret between you and me, mom. So she thinks it's great because we're conning, you know, this, this doctor's office into giving us free stickers. (laughs) So then they come in and they, they give the shots. Everything's fine. And she's like, oh, do you want to pick out a sticker? And I'm like, shh, don't say anything. Don't <laughs> say anything. And she looks at her and she says, I don't want any stickers. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll, I'll pick a sticker. <laughs> so oh, I take no. just one more. <laughs> I take one more, a duplicate out of the box. So all said and done, I take the last sticker and we walk out with 25 stickers. From the doctor's office. Holy, what did you do with 25 stickers? A good amount of stickers. What do you do with 25 stickers? Well, you give them all to the child that just had this doctor's appointment and say, hey, do what you want with him. And she ends up sharing them or putting them on a water bottle or putting them on like a binder or just whatever. Uh, I think we still have a couple that probably still have yet to be removed from their what's the sticker backing right so we probably have some fresh stickers laying around somewhere but just waiting to be stuck on something don't really understand the the draw of stickers but kids love them i used to love putting stickers on stuff and now i like putting decals on things like i want to put a decal on so the same thing (laughs) but grown-up stickers you know like mike hurley friend of the pod (laughs) Friend of the pod loves decals. <laughs> Puts decals on everything. Yep. How many friends of the pod do we have now? I, I feel like this isn't a very exclusive club, you know? We're like, Oh, he's also a friend of the pod. Yeah, everybody's friend of the pod. We've never met Mike Hurley. I've never interacted with him. But, uh, yeah, friend of the pod. In the sense that I think Mike Hurley is a friend to all podcasting. I hope so. 
right? I mean, I guess he's kind of built that reputation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we DM on the reg, you know? Yeah, the thing about friend of the pod is anybody can be a friend of the pod. Like the nurses at the doctor's office. Yeah, even them. Even after all the stuff that they do to our poor little children. Mm. All for the good of their health. I don't think there are any shots at 18 months. Which you hope there's not. I don't think there are. That's definitely my least favorite part of the doctor's appointment. I'll see, and I'm just like, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care. After hearing the first one cry, you're like, oh man, they don't, they don't like this. It doesn't feel good. And then you realize they get over it so quick. It's like, whatever. Just move on with your life. It's going to be 10 minutes of discomfort at the most. And then hopefully they don't get like some crazy fever afterwards. And then you have to deal with, you know, that aftermath. But, yeah, you, she usually gets like a low-grade fever at the vaccinations. Like only like 100 degrees. It's not even technically a fever. Her temperature just rises slightly. Okay, just making them stronger. Building them better. <laughs> giving them all the tools that they need to succeed in life. Oh gosh, yeah. You gotta start teaching her things. And not just swear words. Today I taught her how to say downtown. By singing the song Downtown. You know the song? When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. Yeah, so I would say, I would sing that while I was changing her diaper this morning, and then she would say, da ta Aww. Aww, yeah. One of those stories those that's only cute moments. to the dad who is, yeah, it's, but it's only ultimately cute to the one who's telling the story, because no one else can actually feel like it's that cute. Because a grown man going do to is not that that cute. Hot pockets is just it's the same level of cuteness. Wait, you do the hot pockets jingle with her? <laughs> no. It's a reference to other famous mega dad, future guest, and friend of the pod, Jim Gaffigan. Oh. Man, I thought you were gonna say the hot pockets jingle, because we've definitely done car jingles with our kids. Is there more to the hot pockets jingle than hot pockets? Yum. <laughs> I don't think that's part giant, of it. Isn't it? Mm. Not a sponsor. Not a, not a sponsor of the pod. <laughs> not a sponsor of the pod. Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets, if you want to be a sponsor of the pod, uh, contact me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in touch. Hopefully one of our parents knows somebody. You can find our info at uh, casualdadcast.com. <laughs> Anyway, you have anything else to say about doctor's appointments? I was just going to ask you, any final words on doctor's uh, stuff? Man, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm sure the next time we go to the doctor, something else will happen. Sure. And as with everything, you know, whenever there's a new experience, you get to learn from it and then share it with all your casual dead friends. So hopefully they don't have to go through the same thing you just went through. <laughs> <laughs> like confusing the gender on your child or <laughs> after literally referring to her as a girl, calling her he yes. and then calling her sport. Gender flipping without her consent. <laughs> yeah, I mean if she wanted to be called if she wanted to be called he fine. But I don't think she said it. I don't recall her saying it in the appointment. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she didn't fill out the chart saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she can just barely draw something on paper if you get, if we hand her a crayon and place it on the t- on the paper. Then she can just draw a few lines. So I doubt that she uh, changed her pronoun preference. 
on you never on the know maybe that uh, circle that she was drawing meant something oh, else. maybe and they just know the secret codes that babies write in that sounds like a good movie idea what if babies can actually talk yeah it's called baby geniuses i know i know <laughs> what did baby geniuses get on rotten tomatoes oh god it couldn't be that good right no no right, this will be the last thing we do Baby geniuses. Baby geniuses. 1999. 2%. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 2%. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But it earned enough for a Baby Geniuses 2, which got a 0%. (laughs) Well, sticking to the trend of sequels being worse. (laughs) Holy crap, that is bad. That is I mean, 2% really is, bad. 2% is too better than zero. Oh, man, it had Christopher Lloyd. And well, Dom had John Voight in it, too. And Peter McNichol. How does John Voight get, like, sign up for Baby Geniuses 2? <laughs> the top review, the top review from Variety. A thoroughly misguided, unfunny film. <laughs> there are ticklish no- moments, but no real laughs. Wow. Critic consensus. Flat direction and actors who look embarrassed to be on screen. <laughs> this one is on theme. The movie is about as endearing and it's unanesthetized. Oh gosh, it's so hard to say. Unanesthetized gum surgery. Well, hey, that's actually very relevant. Yeah, it's highly relevant. <laughs> <laughs> one completely unwatchable piece of bottom feeding dreck. Wow. Wow. So, Baby Geniuses, turns out, not a good idea for a movie. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was a good idea, but it turns out it's not. Also, there's also, there's, there's also, look, who's, there's also look Who's Talking Now. Um, oh, yeah, I guess. Look Who's. That's 0% too. Boy, this idea is just not wow. a great idea. Why does Hollywood keep trying to do this? It was the 90s. We didn't know any better. So they tried once, and then they thought, oh, maybe seven years from now it'll be okay. And then seven years later, they try again. And it's like, oh, it still wasn't good. Maybe we'll give it another five years. And they give it another five years. Oh, my God, there was a Baby Geniuses 3? Oh, wow. That one doesn't even have a score yet. I think that was a direct-to-DVD. <laughs> but, yeah, I-, I think Hollywood has tried many times. Oh, they did Boss Baby 2. Oh, my God, they just tried this again. They did. Look Who's Talking Now is a gluttonous mix of all that's worst in movies. Quentin Curtis, independent on Sunday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, somebody else, has, somebody else has come to the conclusion that you have. This must be stopped from Ken Hankey, Mountain Express, Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. Good job, Ken. It has to be stopped. It does have to be Boss stopped. Baby got a 52%, <laughs> and Boss Baby is now on Netflix, too. Like an actual TV show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, actually, I saw there was another. There was another. There's another TV show that I saw as well on Netflix, and I was like, they made a TV show. I can't remember what it was. The Crudes Home. Yeah. All so sorry, I forgot anything from DreamWorks. Right. Yep. yep. DreamWorks just needs the money. Yes. Got to compete with that Disney somehow. <laughs> yeah, Pixar. Good luck. Maybe if they can milk, you know, all of these cheap shows out, that they'll be able to turn as much of a profit <laughs> off of one Disney movie. These reviews aren't nearly as funny for Boss Baby. 
well, disappointing willingness to settle for duty jokes. Yeah, I mean that's actually in general all like here. Boss Baby is a poop-filled diaper. Mm, yeah, funny. Creative because it's uh, about a baby. It's about a baby. Get it? Because you know it's about a baby. Baby's poop. The baby's poop. Poop goes in the everybody diaper. Poops. Everybody poops. Okay, is that all we got? <laughs> I think that's. I think that's all we have. Is we 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 ended on poop jokes. So <laughs> that's as good as the pod gets. Yep. <laughs> friend of the pod, poop jokes. Poop jokes, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, sponsored by, uh, what's the diaper brand? Huggies? <laughs> Pampers, please. Pampers. Pampers. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know Huggies is the, <laughs> ugh, whoever wraps their baby in Huggies, ugh, they're just asking for a rash. I mean, frankly, they use Huggies at daycare, and that thing leak, those things leak like crazy. I'm so glad that my kids don't wear diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when there were blowout diapers. Now there's not blowout diapers. Oh, now it's solid, right? Yeah. But that seems like and a topic for another show. Where it's like, but it actually smells now, too. Oh, God. Does it? <laughs> topic, topic for another show. Cutting it off. Cutting it off hard. Bear with me while I search Rotten Tomatoes for the scores for all of the movies. Because mm. I had this on my... Work laptop, but I don't have it here. Excuse me, uh, you're doing personal stuff on your work laptop? On my lunch break, thank you. <sighs> For shame. Is it RottenTomatoes.com or .net? <laughs> I think it's .biz. .biz. That sounds about right. Yeah, .biz. The Lion yeah. King, Rotten Tomatoes. You don't have the bracket handy, do you? Uh, yes, I do, actually. I have a filled oh out gosh. bracket. Okay, so here, I'll, I'll do this. Let's see. All right, so Lion King. So the Lion King is a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a pretty solid score. Like, that's pretty good, right? Not bad. Tarzan is about 88%. So that's higher than I think it would, should be, but okay. <laughs> I was like, they're pretty lenient. Wait, well, the are, next these, are, these, are these... Like user scores or critic scores? This is uh, the Rotten Tomato score, so it will be critics. Mm. Uh, so Princess and the Frog is going to be. Let's see how bad Hercules lost. <laughs> Hercules, nineteen ninety-seven. He couldn't lose. He went from zero to hero. Well, eighty only eighty-three percent. So. He got a better better IMDb score than uh than Tarzan by point one. Are you surprised by that? Did you like Tarzan or I mean Hercules is better, but it only made eighty five million dollars at the box office. Much That's worse. not accounting for inflation, right? <laughs> I mean they were released almost the same time. Let's see how bad Pocahontas tanked. Oh, Pocahontas! I am sorry, girl. Fifty seven percent. Oh, what? Yeah. Whoa. That was rough. That's uh Mulan's going to be pretty high. Yeah, 86%. Good. And what was the other? Zootopia. So Zootopia I know has a 98% Boom. Rotten Tomato score. So, it's the clear winner when it comes down to it. So, um Beauty and the Beast is a 94%. Ugh. 
and Nightmare Before Christmas is a 95. Ugh. So that means that in my bracket, I was I was still one off. But it's Zootopia and Lion King that go to the finals. Just like I had. Yep, and Zootopia wins. Just like I had. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, this is just going to be just pure validation for you, I guess. Well, except for the fact that I was obviously wrong and Coco wins. Oh yeah, we'll get there. All right, so up is a ninety-eight percent, and Brave oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah, up is ninety-eight percent, and Brave that means is up a Zootopia. Well, no, Zootopia was also a ninety-eight percent. Oh, and Brave is a seventy-eight percent. So, what's the tiebreaker here? Is it a box office? I don't know. We haven't gone through all the rest of the, the Pixar ones yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or are you just asking, like, if we get to a tiebreaker? I think we'll yeah. cross that bridge when we get to it. But I think it, like, one of these Toy Story 2 is definitely going to kick it off of, you know? I mean, Toy Story 2 isn't going to come anywhere close. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Toy Story 2 beats Wade. Okay, so Toy Story has a 100%. So. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that says it. Toy Story 2, also 100%. Oh, bull. I don't believe you. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh my god. It, wait, no, that's the tomato meter. The audience score is 86%. Okay, we're, we're going critics here, right? No, you said we were <laughs> going to use the audience score. Oh, I'm using the critic score. But oh, yeah. you already you already f***ed it up. Well, I still have the, all the tabs open, so we can go back and do it. Coco. Let's see what Coco was. That better be Coco was only a 97, man. Oh. Didn't even beat out Toy Story. That's terrible. Oh. Cars 2. Did Cars 2 drop below a 57? Because if it did... Dang it, come on. Oh, 39 of validation right there. 39% for Cars 2. Good. Good. It's exactly where it belongs. Let's see with your beloved Toy Story 3 here. You know, um, you can literally go to a page on Rotten Tomatoes that is all of Pixar. Shut up. And then you can also uh, sort it by date or tomato meter. Shut up. Hey, tomato meter. Toy Story that time forgot. 2014. 100%. I think that's definitely the clear winner there. Yeah, clear. Shaw, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. What more could you want? <laughs> Finding Nemo got 99%. How did Inside Out only get 98 that is disappointing. All right. But well, you, that's why you got to go off the audience scores. So, yeah, what I learned from this, well, can, I can't search, sort by audience score. That is unfortunate. All right. So what I'll do is I will fill in the bracket for, oh, my God, this is your bracket. I'm just now seeing it in messages. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with my finger on my phone. Context is everything. Wow. Wow. Okay, Z's. The Z's are... Okay, okay. Whew. All right, cool. Um, but what I'll do is I'll fill out the bracket for the critic score and the audience score, and then I'll put that in the show notes as well. So so you wanted to be known. Something about your, uh, your yes. list here. Yeah, that Coco now wins it all because I've watched it. That's just recency bias. No, it's not. It's just amazing. <laughs> Uh, it totally is because you watched the movie and told me, "Oh, Coco should have won." And I'm like, "Well, you just watched it." Yeah, of course, Coco, Coco should have won. It's better than Inside Out. I could rewatch Inside Out tonight, and I'd still think Coco should have won. Well, Inside Out only got ninety eight percent, so Toy Story would, you know, beat Inside um, Out. Inside Out 
as we were saying, has an 89% for the audience, which is low. It's, it's, it's low. I don't think people get okay, the Toy movie. Story 2 has that 100% uh, rating. Uh, what, was, <sighs> what was the audience score on that one? It's 86. It's lower than most of the other movies. I mean, but 100% critic rating, you know. <sighs> we don't want to knock that, you know. Don't I discount think, it. I think it should be noted that the critics don't know anything. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> So now we're going to have to, like, weight the scores. <laughs> yep, we're going to have to weight it. We're going to have to look at who the critics were that actually did, you know, were part of the scoring. Uh, and throw, throw them out. We're going to have to see, you know, it's just, you can't take the critics' ratings. Because they, they when Toy Story 2 came out, what other competition was there? Nothing. DreamWorks? Toy Please. Story. <laughs> Which Toy also had a 100%. I know. And, and See, they did the same movie. thing, but better. They just couldn't better give it a rating movie. higher than 100%. Like, how do we top 100%? Well, <laughs> I, we can't. Dude, I guess we just give it 100% again, right? Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. It is a better movie. Toy Story 2? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, no. Toy Story is a better movie, and the audience scores indicate that. Although the audience is way wrong about Toy Story 3 and the critics. Screw the critics. Oh, 99%. Oh, man. Yeah, it deserves way better than that. 